The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Today, we're going to start off with an interesting concept. Everybody's probably familiar with um, the Alec Baldwin shooting incident. You know, I think I'd trust Kyle Rittenhouse more than I would Alec Baldwin with a gun at this point. <laughs> 100%. He never shot anybody who didn't deserve it. They didn't deserve it, and, and he knew how to aim. And That's he, right. And he knew what was going to happen if he pulled the trigger. I don't think Alec Baldwin knew knew that. No, but it was funny. Yeah, and he was under duress, too. Someone clobbered him in the head with, sta- with skateboard, skateboard, knocked him to the ground, tried to trample him, pointed a gun in his head, and he still managed to make every shot count, not have yep. any miss, you know, any misfires, any uh, hit any innocent bystanders. You know, people don't understand, <clears throat> really. The discipline it the takes discipline, to do that. Absolutely. The discipline that he had. And the training. Uh, and the training and how that pays off. And if you ever doubted training, you shouldn't doubt it. You just look at Kyle Rittenhouse on the ground, got pelted with a skateboard, got a guy holding a Glock, putting it in his face, and uh, he was able to uh, fire off. off and uh, All three of the pedophile yeah, felon attackers. Just, just crazy. So kudos to Kyle, man. He yeah. needs a... I like ma- I like support. mentioning him whenever I can. He's gonna. I have a feeling he may end up getting into politics. I with hope. The, I hope. I hope he runs for politics or gets a law degree to protect the Second Amendment. One yeah, that would. Yeah, that's because originally he had EMT training. That's why yeah. he was there in the first that's place. That's Why he was there? Yep. He was helping people during the day. If somebody got wounded or oh. hurt, he was there to help. You mean he wasn't a white supremacist? Uh, oh, oh, that's right, Joe. Yeah, he needs to sue Joe Biden for that statement, right. doesn't he? He should. Didn't Joe Biden well, call him a white I, supremacist? I, he did. He, he referenced him as being. Oh, he, but he didn't he actually call him direct. He it, but uh, I wouldn't even bother with dementia, Joe. But I sure would go after CNN. Uh, Kyle Wright Rittenhouse has a has a case, especially after the precedent that was set from that other kid, <laughs> Sandman. Sandman, Nick Sandman. Yeah. So. Uh, Oh, I have, oh, yeah. He owns most of CNN now, doesn't he? Oh, my he? gosh. The payouts that are coming for Rittenhouse, it's, <clears throat> it's a good thing. Yeah, hopefully he'll get that. But anyway, so Alex Baldwin apparently was, uh, you know, he's an actor, and no one expected him to be a gun expert. I don't expect him. <laughs> yeah. uh, he can yeah. barely, you know. The guy, the guy pretends to be somebody else for a living. Exactly. And That's he's, his job. And he's pretty good at uh, acting. He's just uh, not good with guns. And he's not good when it comes to voicing his stupid opinion on everything well, else. No. Because he'll go use guns to make movies and make money, but then he tells everybody they don't need them. Right. Nobody should have one. But yet, I, but I but bet he lives many, in a community with armed guards. Not just that. He has armed guards anyway, everywhere he goes. Yep. He, he, but again, it's, you know, the elitist. elitist. <laughs> uh, just like the looking. <laughs> look at a uh, perfect example. Look at this weekend, uh, the one of the football games. You had the mayor of San Francisco, the mayor of L.A., all Democrats. You had the governor of California, Democrat. All of them in some elitist booth at the football game with no mask. Now, was everyone else at the stadium it's, required it's to wear them? mandated in California. Oh. But they do have to wear But it doesn't apply to them. But it doesn't apply to them. Now, I will say this. All the fans, <coughs> or at least uh, the majority of the fans, all had their mask off. And and I, I don't blame them. For when you see these bozos who, who have these executive orders and think they have the power, 
to put you in a mask, but they don't have to do they it. Don't, they don't agree with their Screw own laws. You take it off. So it was it was funny to see. And then this guy had the audacity. And I guess they weren't arresting people for that, were they? Nope. No, because they would have had to start with the politicians. <laughs> uh-huh. They can't be. They're not going to be arrested. And this bozo <clears throat> Newsom, he actually said yesterday, uh, "Oh, I, I had my mask down for a second. There's footage after footage after footage. Of him never he might have it had on. it on for a second, yeah. but he had it off a majority of the time. Now, this is unrelated to guns, but I guess you've seen what's going on in Canada. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that. We ended my show Oh, did that, you? The, did the, you? The okay. Truck, that was amazing. The, the convoy. convoy. And the and the, the American <clears throat> flags that are flying with the Canadian flag. Yeah. If you know that peep squeak Trudeau. And I can say it because I ain't really tall either, so I'll make fun of this dude. He's guy. the blackface guy. Uh, the blackface guy, absolutely. Oh, he is. He's a blackface guy. He he did a Hindu dress up. He did a Native American dress up. Oh yeah, this guy's notorious for this stuff. But he's a Democrat, so he gets away with. It. He's a socialist, so he gets away with it. Um, but this dirtbag called the flag waving people of Canada racist. Of course he did. Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. Just like in the United States, they call the conservative people, what, Bible-hugging, gun-nuts uh, gun or something? Bible-hugging and gun-toting. Hugging their guns or something? Yeah. Just, deplorables. Uh, deplorable. There you go. <laughs> so now there are, we have brothers in arms in Canada. We have deplorables in yeah. Canada now, apparently. Now, look, I'll be the first to make <clears throat> fun of Canada. It's kind of fun to do that. Yeah. Because but, but yeah. usually stand. they stand down. Exactly. Oh, they do. They're not known for standing up. And here, finally, you've got to realize how bad Uh, does it have to be for them to stand up. up. And anybody who will stand up for freedom and liberty and carry the American flag, even though they're not in America, and why do they carry the United States? They carry the Stars and Stripes because that is the symbol for freedom and liberty. That's the standard. That's the standard for freedom and liberty in most cases. What about in Taiwan? They did the same thing. They did the same thing in Taiwan. They do it in certain parts of China. Uh, (laughs) They get thrown in an Camp. I mean, anywhere but, where they're preaching oh freedom, gosh. they use American flags as a symbol as of symbol. freedom. As and it's symbol. funny because our land is becoming less free every day. Now, I think people are starting to stand up a little bit more and go, you know oh, what? I, I think people are waking up. I really do. Um, you got Canadians waking up. I mean, Unmask our children in schools, you know, all this crazy stuff they're getting into. Do you know how many pictures are floating around social media of, of politicians, all Democrats, in a room with children getting pictures taken with you know politicians love to kiss the babies and shake the babies or whatever it is they shake do the babies, babies and kiss the hands yeah Something you know like how that. they do all that uh, there's picture after picture of these Democrat politicians in a room taking picture with children none of the Democrats have masks on all of the kids have masks and I mean if that doesn't infuriate you then I don't know what will uh, but that is just an example this is this is go all back to your cry closet and don't come out till this is yeah, over which will be never if you don't stand up to it um, it's ridiculous and, and uh, I, I just it's what does that tell you if, if they're abusing kids that's what it ought to tell you yeah it's just it, well they're trying to indoctrinate them into thinking this is normal well they want to if, if they can conform them into wearing and growing up with masks then they're taught not to question government and if there's one thing the reason public schools let's face it government schools the reason why government schools exist is to educate enough but not over educate because you want good little government subjects you don't want it you don't want to educate them enough to question to anything question anything exactly that's, that's the big deal yeah but that's Canada. what they're doing you know what's sad and I know we're getting off topic and let me I'll get this out there, and then we'll get back to this awesome story I know you've got. Um, There are studies coming out already on what the damage is 
masking is doing to kids. So the, some group, I'm not sure the group, they took some kids and had them draw pictures. They draw a picture of your family or yourself. They drew a picture with no noses and no mouths. The faces had eyes, and that was it. Wow, because you, so you can't. And it's funny. psychologically being damaged. You know, I was in a restaurant not too long ago, and I was looking around trying to find... The waiter and I'm going. Geez, I don't know what his face looks like <laughs> because they really look alike. So they it's all like have mask on. you have to say, well. So now instead of recognizing somebody's facial features, you have to look at their mask, see what color it is, see if it's yeah. unusual in some way, is it personalized? But and most, that's what you look for but now. Most restaurants they're wearing a uniform, yeah, mask, plain black, plain blue, yeah. So and, it's hard uh, to distinguish that yeah, sometimes. If sad. they don't, then you can kind of use that as a determining factor. But oh, yeah, if not, I, I ask sometimes, like, "Will you take that freaking thing off so I can understand you?" And some of sometimes they will, and sometimes they won't. But yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but that's all uh, virtue signaling. There's no science behind mask, none whatsoever. Well, they've said that the cloth. Uh, CDC even came out and said the cloth mask is no good. It doesn't do anything. They had to even admit that the N95 wasn't going to work. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, unless you. I mean, are, unless someone's spitting all over the place. Uh, it's crazy. You don't even have to do that. I mean, it's just, it's a nanovirus. But you stay six feet away stop. anyway. It's not going to stop. Yeah, but that ain't, I mean, it's a nanovirus. It's <clears> going to get through anything. And, and you show me a person that doesn't fiddle with their mask all day. I know, touching their face, which all you're not supposed day. to do. That's like worse than put <laughs> yeah. it, than not wearing the mask is touching your face yeah. all day long. It's crazy. I, I, there's, right now, I'm to the point where I've only had to wear a mask, I say, when I go to a doctor's office, they ask me to wear it. Right. That's the only place now I'm still wearing. One. Yeah, me too. I mean, I walked, into, there, I walked right? into a mall the other day, and there was a sign on the door that said something about masks. I didn't read the whole thing because I just was walking in to, for something quick, and I walked in. I noticed I, everyone's wearing one, but I figured if they want me to, they'll come up and tell me. Right. I ignore those signs. So now there is no mandate in Georgia. There never has been, and they can't do it. So, the, you know, a private, well, it's a, business, private business. a private business can ask you to put it on or ask you to leave, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But we'll see who has the balls to do it because so far I haven't had the issue. Yeah. And, and most of these private businesses don't want to. They don't want to do it. They don't. Well, they have some corporate. And they want your business. They have some corporate headquarters somewhere that's it, passing all this stuff down to them. If it's something like that, I mean, a lot of these will still but want the business. Even Starbucks, yeah, wants your business, and they're getting away from it. Well, yeah, I mean, I, and I see some of the people working in restaurant stuff now, and they have the mask on, but they're pulling it down. Yeah, especially to talk because they're going. You know, I don't have to. This thing is stupid. I don't want to have to wear it. And the kids yeah. growing up with this, they were. Um, they're just it. It would bother them. Imagine trying to stick a mask on a two-year-old and tell her she has to wear it, or tell him he has mm-hmm. to wear it. Right, just ridiculous. Yep. But you know, all that's required for evil to thrive is for good people to do nothing. To do nothing. So yep. if we if we if we don't stand up like the Canadians did, right. we're end up in the same boat. And I was in the grocery store the other day. I, I couldn't even find any milk. I was kind of like, "Thanks, Joe. Oh, Appreciate that. You did that. Way, way to go, Brandon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let's go, I said Brandon." That the other day, and while I was at the store, because uh, yeah, I did the same thing the other day. I ran into <clears throat> empty shelves, couldn't find. I uh, uh, there's a couple of things I couldn't find. And uh, so, yeah, I just walked down the aisle going, well, Brandon strikes again. This is Brandon basic strikes again. 1% or 2% milk, unavailable. Yep. I was like, you got to be kidding me. This is a grocery store. I think one of the main staples of a grocery store, and they didn't have any. Did you ever think you'd see the day? Yeah, I mean, I understand if there was a shortage of cows or something, if aliens were kidnapping all the cows or something, then maybe. Yeah. But, you know, but barring any weird global catastrophic incident, I did not think this would happen in America. Yep. I bet the, sto- the I bet the shelves are stocked everywhere else. They've uh, don't have communism or socialism. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that wherever there's an elitist politician, <laughs> they're fully stocked. Yeah, exactly. Pelosi's not looking for milk or ice no. cream. 
Yeah, she got, she got two <laughs> sub-zero fridges yeah, in her two kitchen. Yeah, two $10,000 refrigerators stocked full cool. of ice cream. Yep. But anyway, oh, we're talking about politicians, but you know who's almost as bad as politicians? Actors. Actors. Because <laughs> <laughs> they like to preach, they like to tell you what to do, because they mm-hmm. think that they're so influential in the way they can act that they can convince oh. you to do things the, you shouldn't do. And the worst are the, mm-hmm. the DiCaprios and all the ones that got their pri- private jets. Preaching against global warming? Yeah, telling us, <laughs> oh, did you see what, what happened to Arnold Schwarzenegger? The no, other day? no, what happened to him? Okay, so you know, Arnold, not too long ago, was on... Uh, uh, was on, uh, I guess, some social media telling you, uh, screw your freedoms, screw your freedoms. And really? Talk, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, this guy's a He's gone off bag, the deep end, apparently. He was uh, he's blabbing about global warming and climate change, and you're, you, not him, but you are killing the planet, and you must drive a electric car. You must uh, go ride a horse or a bicycle or all this crap. And not a few weeks after... He gets into an accident in L.A., and he, and I kid you not, you can look this up, he was driving the biggest SUV that you could possibly buy, and he was sitting on top of a Prius. Uh, you can't make this up. Oh, that's it, funny. It was the things of a movie, <clears throat> but he slammed in and crushed a Prius with his Big SUV, Cadillac Escalade, or whatever it was, gas guzzling wow. SUV. So it's okay so for it's him okay to drive for one. Him to drive the big old truck, so he can get in an accident and not worry about being hurt. Uh, I mean, he crushed a Prius. I couldn't. I had to laugh a little bit. It was funny. I mean, he didn't just get next to the Prius and downshift. He got next to the Prius and rolled over, <laughs> ran it. over it. Um, I mean, it's it's you know funny. now no one was hurt. No one was hurt. So well, that's it good. Was so good. the Prius worked. Uh, so the Prius worked. It got crushed, but it worked. But he. Put Put his Cadillac SUV on top of the Prius, and wow. he's going to tell you and me that we need to drive that Prius. So I, I'm sorry, Arnold Schwarzenegger. When he gives up his license, yeah, then maybe I'll consider when it. he stops driving, but until while he's driving, I will not buy a little <laughs> electric car that he can come and park his big old Cadillac <laughs> on top of. Not going to happen, Arnold. Not going to happen. That's right. That's right. That's funny. Oh, my gosh. That was great. That's you, pretty typical, though. Yeah. That's Hollywood how that's elitist. actors. Yep. Hollywood elitist, no yep. doubt. Well, you know, like uh, with Alec Baldwin, like I say, he makes his money from working with guns, making shows with guns mm-hmm. in them, but doesn't want you to have guns. It's like then quit <laughs> yeah. using them in your business mm-hmm. to promote whatever it is you're trying to sell. Yeah, and you're telling me n- not to do that. It's like an advertisement almost. It's like that dork oh. that plays the James Bond guy. Yeah. Well, hold on. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, and I'll actually get to the meat of this story that we haven't touched on yet. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at 
Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio, or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall, and we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. The views, opinions, and content of the show's hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, I'm Roger B. You're listening to Locked and Loaded. And we're back on America's Web Radio. Right before we left, we were talking about actors and their attitude towards people with guns. Even though their attitude is of the fact that you shouldn't have any, they, of course, have them. Uh, Hang on on one second, Roger. I have uh, one thing to say. (laughs) Oh. What might that be? (laughs) Just remember this. Um. Neil Young put her down. Neil Young put Spotify down, <laughs> but uh, but Spotify doesn't need him right, around anyhow. anyhow. <laughs> now the latest news okay. coming out on this, they say a lot of celebrities are jumping on the Spotify thing. Apparently, if Joe Rogan is not removed from Spotify, Yoko Ono is threatening to put her music on Spotify. <laughs> Oh, the horror. <laughs> that, Joe Rogan may have to take a break for a while to prevent that from happening. Oh, my gosh. Didn't she break up the Beatles? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Now she wants she... to break up Spotify? Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Joe Rogan is the number one listen show on Spotify. He ain't going anywhere. Talk about irrelevant. <laughs> I mean, these people. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted. All right, get back to your No, question. no, that's cool. That's just so funny. I think that, you know, that oh. he, he's so woke he canceled himself. He's so woke he canceled himself. I mean, come on. I mean, the fact oh. that he he thought he was so arrogant to think he was so important that people would. That would people would turn uh, That Spotify would actually. They pay millions to Joe Rogan. Rogan has – do you know Rogan has the most listened to show? The only people that have more listeners than him are Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, maybe Dave Ramsey. Uh, and, that, I mean, that that's about it. So, you, and, you know, Russ Limbaugh, of course, but he's not around anymore. So right now Joe Rogan is within the top five of the most listened to show. Spotify is not going to cancel Joe Rogan's show. I know. <laughs> so, I mean, of all the places, too, uh, Spotify to actually score that big, and for a platform like Spotify to end up with a show that that is, I mean, that's that's getting into Howard Stern numbers. Now, this is funny. I saw this. Okay, Americans under under thirty five. Who the hell is Neil Young? <laughs> 35 to 65. Wow. Neil Young is still alive? People over 65. What the hell is Spotify? (laughs) Oh, man. So it's like, you know, he canceled himself on a platform that the people who would listen to him don't even know what platform he's on. Don't even know what platform he's on. I know. He should he should be thanking every day that that people still listen listen to him. At all. At all on Spotify. And they listen to his music that... 
protested against government mandates. You know, that's the beautiful point, Roger. Neil Young used to be a guy, you know, uh, he's got a couple of good songs. I, I, I will, oh, yeah, I he will does. admit to listening to that. And he was um, with the Crosby, Stills, Nash was, crew. And he was with that Crosby, was Stills, Nash. And he was with Crosby, Stills, Nash, who were great musicians. I, I love those guys. And But I will <laughs> – but here's a guy in Neil Young who fought the power, who fought the man. Against he government. big government. And – what happened? <laughs> now maybe, he's a woke crybaby. Maybe he's got the Joe disease and he's demented and doesn't remember well, like, all that stuff. Maybe. You know, maybe. we have to give him the test. Let's let him eat some ice cream and see if he gets brain freeze. Uh, yeah, if he doesn't get a brain he freeze, doesn't get brain know, freeze he's we know, we know. Oh, poor Neil Young. Oh, poor Neil Young. I, but, I mean, it's just crazy. Another, another case of an actor thinking they're more important yeah, than they are. They're more important than they are. <laughs> or a musician thinking he's a more musician, important than he yeah. is. Yep. <laughs> did he really think Spotify was going to fold oh, to that request? He did. He did. And maybe we can start. Hopefully, we're turning a tide. Maybe this is a signal that, that we're all tired of the woke crap and corporations are going to push back. So maybe at some point we can start having segments when, when wokeism has gone too far. Now, I also heard something else, which is interesting. Apparently, Neil Young sold the rights to most of his music years ago. Oh, wow. And he doesn't have the right to tell them to take it off. Well. <laughs> so they're like, uh, they, you don't own the rights to your music anymore. Whoever owns them now can decide whether they, or not we play them or not. Well, they ought to tell his hippie derriere to go pound some sand. His hippie dippy. Yeah, go, go, be, go, go be a hippie somewhere else. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's funny, though. He doesn't you know, even, he, the, his request to take it off wasn't even honored because oh he God. doesn't own it. The best part about this, and this should be reported more, uh, Spotify didn't even read his full statement before they said bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. They were, I mean, they didn't even read the full statement issued by Neil Young before they looked at him and said, see ya. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the beauty of it. They were like, next. Yeah, goodbye. Yeah, next. <laughs> Been nice knowing you. See you around. Um, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. But anyway, okay. Actors and guns. We got into some of that. Well, apparently, a Republican New Mexico legislator wants movie actors and other film set professionals to undergo state-sponsored gun safety training. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hmm. Well, because the actors know no, most of them honestly know nothing and about guns. You know what they ought to do? <clears throat> they ought to make it mandatory that if you're a Hollywood movie set, you must hire an a qualified NRA gun instructor and safety instructor right. or to be on range on, safety uh, officer. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. And Hire the NRA certified. would happily do it. Yep, they would provide that safety. It turns out most of the actors need the NRA more than they think they do. And they think they do. <laughs> Maybe somebody wouldn't have been dead if an NRA range safety officer had been on the set. That's all it would have taken, right? Somebody Because he would That's have checked the gun before taken. you hand it to somebody. If, if one NRA instructor had been on that set, had been in charge that of gun the weapons. wouldn't have gone from a goofball hand to the other goofball hand because it would have gone through the somebody NRA. Somebody who checked it. And great. I've, like I said, I've done that job before. I've been the gun yeah. wrangler on a couple yeah, of movie I sets. I've, I've actually witnessed it, folks. That's right. And uh, anytime you hand somebody you. a weapon, you check it and you show them. And you say, yeah. if you need to go to the bathroom or set this down somewhere, you bring it you back bring to me. bring it back to me. And, in fact, uh, I, you know, Roger and I had the, the uh, awesome opportunity to both co-star in a movie. And uh, I would have never said it. You know, one of the scenes, we sat at a table, me and another <clears throat> actor, and we had to go through these guns like we were going to shoot each other. I wouldn't have done it had those guns not been checked. I mean, checked and, those, and, and, and double I witnessed them being checked. checked. Yeah. And also, even yeah. when you check them. 
you don't aim directly at the person, <laughs> exactly, too. Exactly. You aim a little to the side. Uh, so if for uh, some you, reason you, something right. came out of that, you would not you're kill anybody. You're not going to kill anybody. But yeah. apparently, Malik Baldwin needs a gun safety training class. And now, apparently, if he films in New Mexico, which is where his show is being filmed, he uh, may have to have now gun he's training have now. To have gun training. Well, that's the way it should be. Good for New Mexico. Yeah. I even think they got a goofball Democrat governor, but hey. Now, production that's companies that don't comply would risk their eligibility for state film tax rebates. Oh, man. that's You know what? Kudos to New Mexico. Yeah. That's, I mean, uh, that's awesome. Be safe. I mean, what's the, I mean, it's, It must know. be coming out of the Republican legislature. Yeah, it, it says a Republican New so Mexican legislature. let's see if the Democrat governor signs it. Right. I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't. I mean, after what happened, oh. how could he not? Dude, you would think. Let's see what the pressure is because it's a Democrat. Yeah. Democrat now it's unclear give. whether the Democrat-led legislator will legislature it's, will bring up the bill for debate and yeah, possibly see, vote. There you go. <laughs> that's there a, you go. That's, that's exactly what I'm questioning. Yeah. Uh, now I will remind the listeners in New Mexico. You got an election coming up, <laughs> so you can make some changes. Here's your time to use your vote. Yeah. If you if you're if you're complaining, use your vote use to your vote. fix it. Here's your chance. It's not too late. It's never too late. Well, I don't know. Don't say that. <laughs> I mean, there are countries where it doesn't matter how you vote; well, the same guy's going to win no matter true what. That's too. I don't think we're there yet. If we were there, I know, yet, but we're heading in that. We are. We are heading that direction. We, but we've made there. the turn already. Going. Hey, look over there. Do we want to go that way? Yep. <laughs> But I, I know we're not there yet just by the way the Democrats are acting. Right. The day the Democrats don't act with fear like they're doing now, then we'll know that they've got – Yeah. Now, that's why they want to – In fact, everyone wants to blame Alec Baldwin for this, and he's been on movie sets probably since he was a young young man. Mm. His and whole family. He's never had to worry about it because someone's always been responsible for checking these things out. So he's never had to learn, and they yeah. never showed him. They never went beyond. You mean this elitist relies on someone else to do things? For right. Him? Well, when it comes to guns, because he knows nothing about it. Exactly. <clears throat> so it's, it, it honestly, I mean, as much as I dislike his opinion on guns, it wasn't his fault. Yeah. He didn't know. He's never been handed a gun with a live round in it before. And they have people on set to check these to make sure they're not live and to make sure no one gets hurt. But apparently somehow... The system was bypassed. Apparently, some woman was the gun ringer on, on this set and had limited experience in the position. And apparently, something got out of her hands or somebody picked something up without getting her to check it first. And it went into Alex's hands. Now, the fact that it had been loaded and people were shooting it prior to this scene being filmed, mm-hmm. that's another thing that should shouldn't have been, have been done. They, they, sh- they should have checked it before they put it back in the box or back in the studio at all. This is what happens when you don't have proper, properly trained gun safety right. people. And I, I bet the NRA would have volunteers <clears throat> oh, gosh, to day. come on any movie set that they had. You would volunteer. I would volunteer. provide I, safety I, for these guys. I might demand payment, but Roger would probably volunteer. Oh, hey, it's, it's a, <laughs> if it's a union set, you have to get paid. Yeah, that's true. That's you know, true. if you're going to Hey, if you're going to go that way, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to get paid because yeah. I have to. Yeah, According to paid. your rules, I have to get paid. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get paid. You know, and it's funny because, I mean, this is not that. I mean, if you had, this is a basically a safety in a workplace mm-hmm. incident. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it could have happened. Somebody could have run somebody with a forklift. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember the, the first Triple X movie, the Vin yeah. Diesel one. Yeah. Somebody died when they did that stunt where he jumped that Corvette off the bridge. Yep. Somebody died yeah, during that stunt, right. and it happens. You know, it, it does happen. I mean, it's uh, it's I, you know, it could maybe follow under workers' comp. Doing stunts is not is not 
uh, a completely safe job. It's oh, probably one of the yeah, most dangerous like jobs the most, on a movie the set. The most dangerous part of a movie set, no doubt. No and doubt. this, you know, because there I was mean, complacency we watched, there. We watched Entourage. Yeah. You know all about being stuntman. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. But, you know, so this will be interesting to see if they actually pass this or even gets into a discussion. I Like I said, my it's a great – you cannot read that and say that this is a bad bill, but you've got to – I can't help but question will the Democrats – first of all, will they bring it to a vote, and then would it be signed by the Democrat governor? And I if would venture to say – maybe. Do not be surprised if they – this gets held up. Yep. All right. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded with Victor Armanderes as a special guest, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. And right before we left for break, we were talking about actors having to take training classes in order to work on movie sets, which is not a terrible idea. Now, I know there's some of you going, oh, forced training, forced training. It's like, well, you know what? This is a workplace safety issue. So, I mean... I've always been kind of uh, on the fence about, you know, gun permits and stuff like that. Now, I wish if you had a gun permit, you had some sort of additional rights. You know, because people say, oh, the Constitution is your carry permit. And I go, yeah, that may well be. But it makes it easier for me, at least in Georgia, background checks are basically non-existent if I have my carry permit because it shows I've been through the background checks, state level and federal background checks, and I'm cleared. So I don't have to sit there and wait on a background check if I decide to buy another weapon. I just show my carry permit as long as it's current. I'm good. I'm clear. And it helps. That's an advantage to having a carry permit in a state. Most states allow the carry permit to preempt the background check, which is great. So it makes buying more guns easier, which I'm always in favor of that. Absolutely always in favor of that. In fact, the statistics are in for 2021. Firearm purchases in 2021 remain near record levels set in 2020 as gun owners. We have a responsibility to help these newbies out. So that's something I'm going to talk about today a little bit. Uh, what does they say? What are their background checks? Okay. For 2021, they processed 38,876,673 checks were processed. 
Now, like I said before, though, the rec- the record high on that was thirty nine million six hundred ninety five thousand. So it's close. It's within a million, actually less than a million difference between twenty twenty one and twenty twenty. But however, what the thing is with a carry permit. In a lot of states, they don't require an additional check from that. So these numbers are probably off a little bit because carry permit requests have gone through the roof since the uh, beginning of 2020. Because all these new gun owners are trying to be responsible, getting carry permits so they can carry their weapons. And this enables them to buy guns, additional guns, without the background check being registered. So this is only a – it's kind of a broad base. Uh, way to estimate the number of guns sold, but still, nearly 38,800,000 guns sold in 2021, or at least background checks. Now, some of the background checks are not approved, so some of the people can't get their guns. If you do get a background check approved, you can buy more than one gun on a background check. I think in some states it's limited, like in, I think, California, you can buy three on one background check. That's your limit. Uh, and they have what they call, oh, it's called a DROS, and I don't know what it stands for, some sort of tax, like a $60 tax when you buy a gun. And you can spread that out over three different weapons if you purchase them at the same time. So that makes a difference, too. If you're buying for multiple people, like if you have kids, you're getting them all guns. Or if you're buying, say, AR-15 lower receivers and you want to buy three of them at the same time to get a deal, you can save on your background check money by doing that. Roger, how about clarifying something mm-hmm. for me? Sure. Uh in Georgia, do you to go and get a carry license? Do you have to show proof that you have had some you've had training? The reason I ask this, veterans, all they have to do is go in and show their honorable discharge from one of the military branches. Oh wow! And so they have that advantage, and they don't have to. You know, you do get training in the military. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, Georgia has no training requirement at all. Huh. So, And I wonder why they asked for it when uh, I renewed. and uh, They asked you if you'd had any training? Yeah. And I oh. said, yeah, I was, I'm a veteran. <clears throat> and then they said, well, show us, you know. Can and you I, prove that? <laughs> yeah, and I had to come back and uh, pick up my honorable discharge. And that was all they, they looked at and they said, fine. Wow. Well, see, they, they, I just renewed mine, I think it was last year, and I wasn't asked for any kind of – they may have asked, but I said, you know, I didn't have any certificates or anything, and they said, oh, okay, we just, we, maybe they were just asking. I don't remember. I didn't have to show any kind of training or any kind of proof of any sort of instruction at all to get my permit renewed. Hmm. And granted, I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that I have any actual certified stuff. I had stuff from years ago, but nothing recently. Now, granted, I shoot all the time. I was a range safety officer for a while. So I've had some training, but to actually get their certificates and all that, I don't know that I've got anything I could actually use as proof. So that would be interesting. If they did add that, I would probably have to get certified again or something updated to be able to get a a certificate. But they didn't require it this last time on a renewal. So, But I, you know... I pass this on on to all veterans. If you want to get your carry license, be sure when you go in, or this is Fulton County. I don't know that it didn't make any difference. It's supposed which, to be statewide, but yeah. you're supposed to get it in the county you go to. And uh, But the permit itself says nothing. I don't think it says anything about counties on it. Now, they used to be different. I, some yeah. of the early gun permits, especially like in DeKalb County, they look like they were made in somebody's basement. <laughs> it was basically a piece of paper 
folded over and they laminated it right there like a hot laminating machine. That was it. That was a gun permit. But anyway, this uh, if you're a veteran and you're going to go get your carry license, take your honorable discharge with you. Okay, that's a good idea. Now, most veterans should probably carry a copy of their, you know, make a copy to carry with them all the time. That would probably be a good idea. I remember a friend of mine was saying he was in Vietnam and he got his honorable discharge papers and he carried it with him everywhere because he didn't want to be accused of being a deserter or anything like that or, you know, because a lot of people were skipping out and going to other countries during Vietnam era. That was a common thing. So he wanted to carry that to show that he was, he had already served and been dishonorably discharged. Because he said honorably that was that discharged. honorably discharged. Yes, that that was a problem apparently back then, because they would check and not know if somebody was or wasn't. But it's funny. Anyway. <clears throat> well, yeah, but that's something. To, that's the good good note for that. So if you go get a uh, permit and you're if you're an honorably discharged veteran, bring the paperwork. Couldn't hurt. But it's funny because this whole gun sale thing was spurned on by well, partially by the pandemic. Because people see this as kind of an end-of-the-world situation or things drastically changing with their freedoms. And they thought, you know, now that all these people are staying home, all these criminals are going to have more time to come and rob people. Also, because after the pandemic is over, they thought all this would go back to normal. But it didn't. The gun sales have stayed high because they were spurred on during 2020. And I think a lot of that was because of the civil unrest that was going on. You know, it wasn't just the fact that the pandemic was going on, but they also had civil unrest going on. And there were protests in the streets, people turning over cars, lighting police cars on fire, you know, attacking government buildings. Now, all that had people watching going, oh, my God, what if they were to come to my neighborhood? What would I do? What could I defend my family? Could I defend my household? Would I be able to protect me and mine? And a lot of these people never owned a gun before. I think in 2020, the number of new gun owners was over 8 million people who had never owned a gun before. <clears throat> it does say Fulton County. It does, okay. But now, yeah, that's a standardized state ID now, though. They used to be each county would do their own however they wanted to do it. They were all different. Now they have a picture on them, too. My first two or three that I had from DeKalb County had no picture. It had a picture of my thumbprint where the face is. And I'm going, what are you going to do, hold up your thumb and hold up the ID and say, look, it's me? <laughs> I remember do, do, doing that once. <clears throat> the guy goes, do you have a second form of ID? I go, I have this. And he looks at it, and I hold up my thumb and go, see? And he just laughed and went, come on. Just the fact that I had it was enough, I guess. But now they standardize the carry permits in Georgia to be much more official looking. Like so I could show you some of my old ones. It looked, yeah, it looked like it was made in somebody's basement. A laminated piece of paper was all it was. And by the end of the five years, it was frayed to where it was, you know, it would be coming open and stuff and the paper would be getting wet. It was, it was a mess. And most states, a lot of states do have training requirements. Some don't. But, and that's something where I'm kind of neutral on. I don't know. Should I have gun training? Should you not have gun training to get a permit? I mean, do you want unqualified people to carry weapons? That would be something to consider. I mean, I understand it's a constitutional right. You've got that right. It's guaranteed in the Constitution. But I think if they can, if they force you to get training, then they need to force universal carry laws. So if you carry in one state, you can carry in any state just like a driver's license. Or, if that state doesn't want to offer reciprocity with you, then you don't honor their driver's licenses either. 
that would that would be a good way to force that into into being because that's something I would love to see universal carry permits, state you know na- national carry permit would be awesome. But with that, that should come with additional privileges. Like you should be able to carry your gun nearly anywhere, anywhere in the country. You should be able to carry that because you have a national carry permit. And I know somebody's going to say you don't you know under the Constitution is your carry permit. Blah blah blah. And I understand that. <clears throat> well, what do you? But you don't want criminals carrying guns. <laughs> so what do you think about the uh, sign in the window that says this is a gun-free zone? I've never seen one of those. Maybe I'm just not looking for them. Or maybe I ignore them. <laughs> gun-free zone. Yeah, that's like on school grounds. They're not supposed to have weapons on school grounds. And I'm thinking, the only way I would need a weapon on school grounds is if some idiot was trying to shoot the place up. And they would probably want me to be there with my gun to stop him. But, you know, now they're taking a different approach, realizing, look at the politicians. How do they protect themselves? How do they protect the capital? How do they protect money in banks? How do they protect Fort Knox? With guns. So you're saying our children are not as important as money? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Now most schools have a uh, police officer in them. A lot of them, or or they're getting veterans to come and and do, do guard duty if they think there may be a threat especially and some of them have just used veterans volunteering for a couple hours during the day and they rotate throughout because a lot of these guys are retired and don't have anything to do and they're more than happy honored to be able to be asked to do this to provide security for schools i mean is money are, are politicians and money more important than our children no absolutely not i don't think any parent would agree to that so here we go. Let's defend our children with the same thing we use to defend our money, our property, our politicians, our government buildings. Let's use the same thing. Let's use guns to defend them as well. But um, but that's probably, you know, and now with more and more people carrying guns, I think training to me is always extremely important, whether it's mandatory or not. If you've never owned a gun before, don't say just because you watched a movie you know how to shoot. I remember I was in Kung Fu class, and um, I'd gone shooting before, and, and somebody had smelled it. And I said, what's that? You smell like something burning. I go, oh, I was shooting before this. Oh, he goes, that's the easy way. I was like, what do you mean easy way? He goes, oh, you just point and shoot, and you're going to kill somebody. It's like, I've seen people miss targets at seven yards who were trained by the federal government, and they hadn't practiced in years. And they were missing small targets at seven yards. So, you know, everybody thinks it's so easy that it's automatic that all you have to do is point and shoot and you don't have to have any skills whatsoever to do it, which is ridiculous. Because <clears throat> it's funny because I've trained people before, taking people out for their first time shooting, and I teach them, like say, for almost an hour before we ever step into the range with a live gun or live ammo, they're going to learn how the weapon works, how the loading works, how to check things, not to wear low-cut clothing. And if they do wear low-cut clothing and a shell falls down their shirt, put the gun down first, then you do the hot shell dance, which most anybody who shot has had a hot shell land on them at some point. You know, I've had one fall, like, in the crook of my elbow. I've had the worst one is the one that fell between my glasses and my face and got stuck there. <laughs> and I had to just put the gun down and grab the glasses off and shake it out of there. But, yeah, it's it's a little jarring if you're not used to that or, not, or you don't know what can happen. <clears throat> Now, what we need to do, there's a lot of new people who have guns. And all of the established people who already have guns, they need to step up. 
If you know a friend of yours who bought a gun for the first time and never owned one before, maybe they even asked you to go with them when they were looking. You need to either get them formal training or help them with basic training and make sure they know the four rules of gun safety, hands down, inside out, without any hesitation. Treat every gun as if it were loaded. Do not point your gun at anything you don't intend to destroy. Be sure of where your shot goes and what's behind it, where you're you're shooting and what's behind it, and keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to fire. Four simple rules. Obey them, and everything will be much better, much easier. And let's train these new people to be good, responsible gun owners. That's what this article was saying, that we have a responsibility as gun owners to help these new people not be bad gun owners. We're getting a bad enough rap as it is. We don't want to have... <clears throat> we don't right, want I want to add something here, too. Go. Let's Just go. because... Now, you're the exception to this rule. <clears throat> just because I've had military training and just because... I've been around guns since I was 12 years old or whatever. Now, a lot of your early training was not military. That was no, just growing up with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And But that doesn't mean that I'm an instructor. And that doesn't mean that if Joe Smith came in and my best friend said, hey, take me to the range and show me how to shoot, that I'm going to take him to the range and show him how to shoot because I'm not an instructor. I, and it takes training to be a good instructor. Right. And you have to I, – I watch videos. I learn things. And I know from my experience when I learned what I didn't know, what I got stuck on or what someone didn't teach me, and I learned that. You know, that makes a difference. I mean, the more you do it, the better you get at it. Sure. They say – you can only understand things thoroughly if you can teach it. So, you know, the more you do it, the better you get, especially with someone who maybe has a little bit of experience but needs a refresher. Start with them. <clears throat> Give them your experience. Tell them what you know. And when starting out, you know, say, I've done this dozens of times, teaching people how, and it makes a difference the more you do it because you see where they make mistakes, you see where they have questions, and you learn to incorporate that into your teachings. Also, you can watch videos on people who train other people and watch how they do it. It's not hard with YouTube and all the or Rumble or what's the one we go to the site America's Web Radio was on. Is that Rumble? Yeah. Okay, Rumble. go to Rumble, find your gun video, gun instructor video, learn how to teach somebody. And we're on iTunes and we're and on iTunes. Spotify and we're on. Oh, we're on Spotify. Woohoo! We're, should we we're demand on all of the uh, <laughs> podcast servers? Maybe we should have gone to Spotify and demanded that Neil Young be removed from Spotify. <laughs> That would have been funny. Get a bunch of people to man. He'd be removed without. But he, we didn't have to. He removed himself from the situation, which was great. But yeah, go out and get that training, or get somebody to teach you. Someone is going to know more than you. If you ask somebody to teach you, see if they know the four rules of gun safety, or if they're even aware of it. He goes, oh, there's like 20 rules, and yeah, there are. But what are the main four rules of gun safety? If they can give you an idea what that is, then that's somebody you can get some basic training from. And even if they tell you that I'm not, I'm not a certified instructor, well, teach me what you do know. Teach me how to be safe. Teach me safe gun handling to start with. I can learn the skill set anywhere. But the first thing you want to teach people is safe gun handling. I want you to be solid on gun safety because a gun is not something you get a second chance to have a first accident with. Just so you know. Don't have that first accident because you don't get a second chance on that. And my Westerns are not gun safety instruction classes. No, no. Watching a movie does not make you a a good instructor. 
<laughs> you know. Now, granted, John Wick knows how to shoot. I've seen him. I've seen the actor Keanu Reeves actually go through rigorous training on three gun courses, and he's good. He's very good. He's probably better than I am by far. You know, and there are people he he takes his job seriously though. He wanted to look like he knew what he was doing in the movie, and he asked for training. He said, "I want to learn how to look like I, when I do this. I don't want people to, to say, oh, look, it's a movie. He doesn't know what he's doing.'" I want people to look at me and go, oh, man, he does that well. He did that safely. He did that properly. That's how you would actually do that. You don't spin a a loaded six-shooter? Oh, sure you can. If you're playing Russian roulette and (laughs) if you're Alec Baldwin. (laughs) Well, there are people who do that, and they do it really well. You know, now, granted, I wouldn't do it loaded. And most of the six shooters are single action, so that hammer has to come back before it can fire. And granted, you know, I wouldn't do it with a Glock that's loaded. (laughs) No. Yeah. I mean, modern pistols? No. I wouldn't be spinning them around. Now, granted, if you train to do that, if you do it with with props, that's fine. Learn the skill with a prop. So it looks because it looks good in movies. It's not something you want to do in real life, though. If you can help it, but it looks it looks good in movies, so don't take the fact that you watch Die Hard to be the fact that you're a gun expert. No, not the case. You know there are movies where it's better than others, and it's funny because I read some of these stories where some of these guys who were actually in movies want to get the training so they don't look like idiots. And Keanu Reeves is one of them, and he took it to the extreme. I see if you look him up on some of the video sites, they show him running shotguns, pistols, rifles, and he does it well. And I think there was a movie, I think it was, um, oh, it was, um, what's the one where Mr. T was in it? The A-Team. And the new A-Team movie, I think it was Bradley Cooper, said he wanted to get instruction. He wanted to know how to do a reload, and he practiced it and practiced it and practiced it. So when he was in the movie, he didn't look like he didn't know what he was doing. He looked like he was a professional, like he was portraying, which is great. I mean, you know, and he probably did the same thing was in when he was in, with, in the American Sniper movie. That's actors who take their tradecraft seriously. They want to learn what's right, what's wrong, how to make it look authentic. Because, you know, back in the day, it was just like you shoot the scene, you just wave the guns around, you do whatever you had to do. <clears throat> but now people expect more, and they don't want to be criticized you know, back then it was like, oh, it's just a movie, it's not real. But now people are more interested in being authentic, learning their tradecraft, and knowing how to do it well. Just like that bill in New Mexico. If that forces actors to get gun training, that'll be great. It'll make for better movies. Because they'll know, don't point it at somebody, don't wave it around in front of somebody when you're handling it. You know, unless the scene requires that to show unsafe gun handling, which I would rather they didn't. But, you know, sometimes to make a point or to be comedic, they may do that. So there's that possibility. Well, let's hope they don't. Let's hope they take it seriously and actually portray gun safety in movies. That'd be great, you know? Have, have somebody recite the four rules of gun safety if they're in some movie where they have a possibility to do that while they're showing somebody how to use a gun. That would be awesome. And that's the responsibility gun owners have to take with these new gun owners. If they're willing to learn, even if you don't want to teach them, put them in the right direction. Guide them. Suggest a place to go. If you go to an indoor shooting range and you know they have training there, suggest they go there and talk to somebody. Go with them if you can. 
Get them to sign up for a class. If you don't want to do it, get them to sign up for a class. Take the basic class, learn the basic rules, and then if you enjoy it and have fun with it, then sign up for a more advanced class, a medium class, and then go to the advanced classes. If it becomes a hobby of yours, you want to get as much training as possible, and you want to be as proficient as you can be with that weapon. Proficiency makes you more confident. It'll make you more capable of defending yourself, taking care of your family, defending your property. It'll make you more capable of doing that. So get the training. It never hurts. So all these new people, reach out. Ask people. Go to places and find out where you can get this training. Or even start by watching videos. Now be extremely careful, however, if you train with a live weapon inside your home, you're not at a shooting range. You know, I would prefer you field strip the weapon, put it back together without the barrel in it. Something to make it incapable of actually firing a live round would be helpful. But if not, just check it carefully every time you set it down and pick it back up. If if you lose sight of it for even a second, pick it up and check it. It'll just make you feel better. It'll build a good habit. It's funny, even when I go to a gun store, they pull the weapon out, they check it, they hand it to me. The first thing I do, I check it again. It It never hurts to check it twice. You know, in fact, I was talking about this. I think last week there was a video of um, a gun store that was showing them getting guns from people who were coming in to sell them, get them worked on, whatever, and they check it to make sure it's not loaded. And every single one they took from somebody told them it was not loaded, and they had dozens of them that were. And the people were usually just shocked to think there was actually ammo in it, and they had no idea the gun was loaded when they handed it to somebody or carried it in their, in their car or walked around with it in their house. <clears throat> so, you know, there's always that. I had a friend of mine who blew up a flower pot in his mom's house because he got a gun back from being repaired, and he just assumed it wasn't loaded. Good thing he didn't point it at the dog or the mom or sister or anybody else. But, you know, that's one thing you always check. Check twice, shoot somebody zero times. Always a good idea. So get out there, get some training, figure out what you want to do, learn how to do it properly, and then move on. You know, get more training. If you just want the basics, get that, park the gun in your nightstand, that's fine. If that's all you want to do. If you don't want anything beyond that, fine. But if you find you like it, by all means, go beyond the basics. You know, learn how to draw from a holster. Learn how to get a holster that works for you in what you wear, in what you, you know, what you do for a living. Get a holster that works for you. Get a way to carry the gun that works for you. If you're sitting in a car all day, it's going to be different than if you're sitting at a desk all day. If you're standing up all day or climbing trees all day, that's going to be different still. Every job would require a different way to carry or a way to carry where it's going to be safe and it's going to be comfortable. Those are the two things you want. Safety first, comfort next, and then your training kicks in to where you can bring it into use if you need to. Because I don't want you to sit there, buy the gun, wear it, and never having drawn it from a holster. Never knowing what it takes to get it out of that holster and get it up and running. Learn it. It's a skill that everybody should have, and it's not that hard. Now, granted, it takes time, and you start off slow. Don't try and be quick draw McGraw right out of the box trying to learn how to pull your gun out and shoot as fast as you can. You can end up shooting yourself in the leg and the ass or someone else that way. Make sure that finger stays off the trigger until the gun is out of the holster, clear, and on target. I don't want you putting your finger in the trigger. As soon as you pull it out of the holster, you'll end up shooting your foot off, and you'll deserve it. 
but I want everybody to be safe. But learn as much as you can. Like I say, guns are dangerous. They can be if they're not treated properly. Then again, a skill saw is dangerous. An electric drill is dangerous. All tools can be dangerous if they're misused. A gun is high on that list, though. It is designed to inflict harm. That's what's main purpose, to to incapacitate somebody to the point where they are no longer a threat. That is the basic use of most handguns. Rifles, same thing against people, against animals. You want to incapacitate them and kill them as quickly and humanely as possible. So a gun is designed to be a deadly weapon. That's what it's designed for, and treat it as such. Treat it with the utmost of respect, because you don't want to have an accident. Like I say, you never get a second chance to have a first accident. (laughs) And every bullet you fire, if you ever do have to draw your gun in public and have to defend yourself or defend your family, remember, every bullet fired has a lawyer attached to it. Just something to consider. So do that. Concentrate. Get your training. And now if you get a chance, it looks like the ammo prices are kind of stabilizing a little bit. They're not as high as they were a year ago. A lot more companies have stepped up and started making more ammo or running factories longer. So it might be time for you to get out there, get some extra ammo, go shooting a little more. I mean, that's something that was it was stifling. The fact that people could buy a new gun and the ammo was so expensive they couldn't afford to practice or get any training. You know, it was just prohibitively expensive. And it's funny because right before... The pandemic in 2020, prices were at record lows. You could buy cases of ammo for ridiculously low prices, all qualities. You could buy the top-of-the-line ammo for as cheap as I'd ever seen it. And the cheap ammo was as cheap as I'd ever seen it. And sometimes that's all you need to practice. Get the rounds down range. Get the practice in. But most importantly, learn your weapon. Know where the slide release is. Know if there's a safety on it, how to operate it. Know how the magazine is removed and put back in. Learn how to do a reload. That's a really good exercise. Now, hopefully, if you ever have to draw your gun, you'll never have to get to the point where you need to reload. Hopefully, just the producing the weapon from your holster will be enough to scare off anybody or end the situation. If you have to discharge it, hopefully you won't have to shoot it more than once. Well, unless you train with double taps, and you won't have to shoot it more than twice. (laughs) But you shoot until the threat is neutralized. If you shoot somebody and they're still standing up, you don't stop. I see this in movies all the time. They'll shoot somebody, and then they'll walk over to them and try and, you know, talk to them or ask them questions about somebody, and they still have the gun in their hand. I was like, do not do that. You disarm somebody immediately if you disable them. Because you don't want to be the guy who gets shot in the end of that. You don't want to be that guy. There are other people who can take that job. All right. Well, have a great time. Learn your weapon. Learn how to use it properly. Learn how to use it. Be proficient and be the best that you can. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you've been listening to America's Web Radio. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.